Welcome to the Short Term Show, the show about short term rentals and long term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. 30-year fixed mortgages, tax benefits, and long-distance management training made easy are just a few of the perks of owning a short-term rental. The Short-Term Shop can help you buy and learn how to manage your property from anywhere in the world. Just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected. Again, that's theshorttermshop.com, and we are brokered by eXp. See y'all over there. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of The Short-Term Show. Today, we have Mark Hostovsky. Fun last name for Airbnb <laughs> business. Uh, sorry, I should probably get that all the time. It was like the dad joke of the century. Um, anyway, Mark Hostovsky from Minoan, which is a really cool company. Uh, a lot of you guys are probably already aware of it, but for those of you who are not, we're going to learn all about what they do over at Minoan today. So how's it going, Mark? It's good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Can't complain. Yeah. Thank you. For Happy beer. It's nice to, we were just talking, it's nice to to chat. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, you know, meet one-on-one, uh, -on -one, not in a room full of a thousand people when we're having to holler at each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mark, why don't we start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in this space and then we'll move on to learning more about Manoan. Yeah. Happy to. It's kind of an interesting background. I actually started in retail and then stumbled into the, uh, the short-term rental space, but, um, you know, my background's in retail. I was an early employee at a company called jet.com, which was an e-commerce, uh, platform, uh, that, that business was acquired by Walmart. And I spent a few years just learning the ins and outs of retail, both in the e-commerce side and the store side. And one thing when you, when you work in retail, one thing that you notice is that the buyers who are making these, you know, multi hundred million dollar inventory bets, when they're figuring out what products they want to bring into stores or online, they're getting samples. So they're getting these products and they're really using them. You know, they're sleeping on the pillows, they're using the soap and shampoo. Um, but then, you know, the customer, like how we shop, by the time we're going in and interacting with the products, like products are put in cardboard boxes on shelves or we're, we're flipping through images on screens. And, um, that was something that always really bothered me about retail, where I felt like, you know, I feel like the customer is not really getting to use the product. They get this very kind of like diluted product experience. And while I was working at then Walmart, my wife and I were staying at a, a short-term rental in upstate New York. And we had an experience I think everyone can relate to, but we were just uh, really taken aback by like how awesome this property was. And um it was just great attention to detail. You know, first of all, the mattress and the bed was so comfortable. We were like the crazy people that ripped the sheets off to be like, where is this from? You know, we need to buy this for home. Uh, my wife, I had to crawl into the shower and take a picture of the shower head because my wife was like, when we redo our bathrooms, like we need to get this growy shower system. It's so good. Um, everything from like the knife set in the kitchen. It was just like we were in like a nice home and we just loved using all this stuff. And for me, you know, I was comparing this experience to my day job and I was like, wait a minute, all these brands, you know, that are in this short-term rental, they spend 
billions of dollars to try and create meaningful moments with customers, you know, and they think the best way to do that is on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Google They're spending a lot. I mean, you know, Facebook and Google, they're two of the largest companies in the world. It's all basically advertising revenue from, from brands. And yet, you know, in this property, the experiences that we were having with these products were just so rich and valuable that we had this moment where like, well, wait a minute, you know, all these brands want to be in Facebook. They should want to be in these homes. This is where you want to be. You know, if you're a mattress company or a soap and shampoo brand or an electronic, you want to be in these homes where people can actually use your product. And that's what inspired us to start Minoan. And basically what we've done is we've kind of taken this mentality of, you know, brands are lucky just to be in your properties where they can create these moments. We've taken that mentality. We've gone out and negotiated with a couple hundred brands like West Elm, Pottery Barn, Casper, Parachute, uh, Public Goods, a bunch of brands. We've negotiated discounts that are available only to hosts on the platform. And we've also designed the platform to make it really, really easy for hosts to order everything they need for their property or owners to order everything they need for their property all in one place. And one thing we noticed as we were working with hosts is that hosts uh, tend to have really good systems for like pricing, manage pricing in a dynamic way, managing guest communications in a scalable way, managing property acquisition in a scalable way. But we didn't really see any good systems for managing all the logistics and admin that go along with ordering the stuff you need to use to keep your property furnished and stocked. And so yeah, you know, we built that and without negotiated discounts um, and have just released Minoan 2.0, which is basically, you know, over the last year, we've gotten probably 40 to 60 feature requests from hosts who are like, hey, I really want to be able to see if I can consolidate shipping or if something's potentially going to arrive after my install date, I want it to be flagged. And we basically took all these features, rolled it up into a new platform and, and uh, just released that out, um, you know, a couple couple weeks ago. Well, that's exciting. So let's, I have a lot of questions, but we're going to start at the beginning for those who aren't really as familiar. So if I've just bought my first short-term rental, let's say it doesn't, didn't come furnished. So I'm starting from the ground up and I come across Minoan. What, what's the deal? What am I doing? What's the process? What can I order? Can I do the whole thing there? How does that work? Yes. So you, you know, first step, we'd, we'd encourage you to apply. So you have an application process to be part of the Minoan um, platform. And then once uh, you're approved, you would get access. You basically log in and see this platform where you can see 200 brands across everything you need. Every, you know, when you furnish, even like a, even if it's like a one bedroom or a two bedroom, you still need to order 300 items if you're furnishing it from scratch there's just a lot of stuff even the kitchen alone and, and you obviously know this better than anyone but it's like even just in the kitchen it's like plates bowls mugs uh glasses you know utensils uh cooking pots pans like there's so much stuff you need to buy and so you can log into Mano and you can buy everything you need from the kitchenware to the bedding to the decor to the furniture to the mattresses to the soap and shampoos, to the to the shower liners, all in one place in Minoan, and, and basically save, you know, anywhere from like twenty to sixty percent off all the stuff you need to buy, anyways. 
and and again, you see it all in one place. So you know when things are shipping, um, yeah, when things are going to arrive. You can budget by by room or by category. It just it it creates a system to make it easier for folks to manage that process. Okay. So you apply, you get in, and then you have access to all these discounts in one place. So how do I know as a new person what the hell I need to put in this house? <laughs> yeah, we have some resources. You know, I think th there's lots of checklists that folks in the industry have published, like um, various sort of like influencers in the in the industry. We have our own resources as well that's sort of like getting started and and we help. We have a blog where we uh, push out content and we help people think about where to start and what to prioritize. And just like a little, I think, you know, if folks like that are listening, what we always encourage is building your project plan around lead times and understanding what lead times look like by category. And so the most important uh, areas of furnishing to get right are really areas where people are sitting, sleeping or eating. Because those are all areas where people are spending extended amounts of time. Uh, and so both from like a functionality perspective, those are products that need to hold up um, due to the usage in those areas. But also just from a visual and aesthetic perspective, like the bed is the focal point of the, uh, the bedroom. Uh, dining areas are usually focal points of living rooms or, or kitchens. Um, the sofa in the living room is usually the focal point of the living room. So we always encourage people like, make sure you're investing and, uh, getting those right. And the lead times are, those are much longer. Like, um, they can take in some cases like eight to 10 weeks to get that stuff shipped. If you're working with, um, you know, depending on what supplier you're working with. And so we offer guidance of like, start with that, <laughs> you know, start with the big stuff, order that first. And then as you get closer and closer to install, you can start to fill out some of the smaller decor pieces and, and details. Okay. Well, since you said the word decor, so do you guys have options for outside of furniture, just like actual decor items? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, artwork, stuff to put on uh, shelves, um there's all I mean, we work with over 200 brands that do all all sorts of things the big ones are you know there's there's furniture is like a huge percentage of the spend and so obviously right. a lot of hosts are very focused on like let me get good deals in high quality furniture but um artwork fake fake plants um there's all sorts of stuff that that you know we work with samsung for all the electronics and appliances so um yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that's available on the platform. What is the craziest thing that you can get on the platform? Oh, the craziest. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble probably for these because our team is like, why do we even have some of these suppliers on here? <laughs> but we have, uh, we work with a company called Amigo that makes uh, bidets and they make anything from like, uh, you know, sort of like the entry level, like, cheaper bidets to like full-blown like high-end uh bidets and so uh, those aren't incredibly popular but we do get hosts who are buying those especially for like luxury properties um you can save like 40 percent on those there are um man what else do we got we got 
there's a company called higher dose that makes like infrared sauna suits that um we're oh. working with people could buy that so there's some there's definitely some crazy <laughs> stuff on the platform um what else that a lot of like this sort of like nice to have you know it's like there's sort of the necessities where it's like you need this stuff to keep your property up and running and then there are sort of these like luxury accents uh, mm -hmm. we have a temperature controlled mattress like eight sleep mattresses are basically known as like the Tesla of mattresses where um, you can control the surface temperature of the mattress to like a single degree. They're actually incredible products. And I don't know, you know, my uh, wife and I actually used a similar product and it's cool because you can, the, the mattress, you can control one side of the bed versus the other. And so one side you could have it like 72 degrees and the other, you could have it like 68 degrees and um it's like a really really nice touch because you know people don't realize but the temperature of when you're sleeping temperature is like one of the biggest contributors to whether or not you have a good night's sleep like when oh, you're going yeah. to bed your whole body cools down by your whole body temperature cools down i think by a couple of degrees and that's why sometimes you'll see when you sleep like you'll kick a foot out from under the comforter and stuff like that it's because your your body's cooling down and so it's letting the heat it's trying to let the heat out and so if someone wants to offer, and we have a few hosts, there's some interesting stuff with the eight. So we have a few hosts who have bought them and they really, they really increase ADR because they sell it as like this luxurious experience. But yeah, I could, I could probably spend, there's some fun, like crazy, unique stuff on there for hosts who really want to offer unique experience. Yeah. That, I, unfortunately that sounds awesome. And I just bought a new mattress. So I got, what's called a an Alaskan king bed because our kids oh, are yeah. little and they're always like can I sleep with you can I sleep with you guys and I'm like you know what say what you want about like co-sleeping or whatever to me they're only going to be little for a little while longer so I'd rather just you know what if you want to sleep with me that's great yeah. sleep with mom and dad and so anyway it's almost it's not quite double the width of a regular king bed. They're huge. It's like the <laughs> largest. Isn't that the largest bed? There's like the California king. And the Alaskan king is like nine feet or something. I yeah, there's some it up. other ones. There's some, <laughs> I learned a lot of things about mattresses when I was researching this. So there's like that. Then there's a Texas king. Then there's a Wyoming king. And then the California. I got the short version because I didn't need it to take up the whole room. Yeah. The width. So now I don't have little feet kicking me in the face all the time and they can still be <laughs> in there. anyway uh, but i'll have to try next time i need a new mattress i will try one of those uh temperature controls. yeah check us out i could talk your ear off we've done so much research you know mattresses are such an important thing when you're buying when you're thinking about the guest experience generally like a beautiful home and an uncomfortable mattress can totally kill your reviews and um you know people people just want a good night sleep it's like the bare minimum and so we spent a lot of time going to like the, one of the largest mattress manufacturers in the country, actually in uh, Arizona and like from start to finish looking at like, how do they make these mattresses? What's the difference between like the expensive mattresses and the inexpensive mattresses. And we have, um, we basically have collaborated with one of the largest mattress manufacturers to, to select very specific mattress use that are perfect for hosting basically where it's like, no fluff and all quality basically like there's not like fancy it's like just a good solid mattress made as cheaply as like humanly possible and so we sell a lot of those obviously to, to hosts and and um, another part of our model that i don't talk 
as much about is we also help hosts make their property shoppable to guests so that if the guest is staying at your property, let's say they slept on this eight sleep mattress, they were able to control the temperature of the mattress for like the first time in their life. And they had this life-changing experience. You're like, I need to buy this. Like I can't go back home and not have it. Minoan has a shoppable platform where hosts can take all the products in their home. And basically we put it into a store where guests can buy the products they love, whether it's the coffee maker, or the soap and shampoo, the bedding. Um, and so the thing with these mattresses specifically I'm talking about is hosts will buy them at like really good prices. Like we, we can basically get hosts like a high quality queen mattress for under 300 bucks, but you can retail it for like a thousand or like 1100 to guests because that's what this mattress would cost retail, you know? And so, um, and so it actually, you can generate some cash, you know, from on the retail side there. Whoa. Okay. I didn't actually know this part. So I thought I knew oh, everything yeah. about it. So <laughs> hang on. So I'm, I've got the mattress in my Airbnb and somebody loves it and says, I want to buy one of these. And what platform do they use to then buy it where I'm making a profit off of that? We build basically custom sites for every property. So um, I know we're in a podcast, but I can send like, like a link. But basically for your property, we build this like template. It's almost like you can imagine like a really well-designed Shopify template that's specifically designed for making short-term rental shoppable. And so it's broken out by room. Like people can click into the kitchen and see all the products in the kitchen. They can click into the bedroom, see all the products in the bedroom. And uh, we manage it. So we host it. We manage all the customer service, the order routing, all that. Uh, the host just sorts of set, sets it up and markets it. And basically, they'll set up like a little note card that says, hey, we put a lot of thought into the design of this property. If you see something that you really, really like, you can scan here and shop the space to learn more about it. And as sales happen in the property, we route it, you know, we send it to the so the supplier, the supplier sends it to the guest, and then we just do a 50-50 profit share with the host. So the host makes money on the sales that happen, and they just have to sit back and collect commission checks. And we do the work of making sure that you know the site stay, the site looks good, it's well merchandised, you know, stuff is in stock, the the guest is happy, you know, we do all that. Oh, that's really, really cool. So are a lot of hosts taking advantage of that? Because I think, you know, I see a lot of people are like Airbnb bust and my property's not doing great. Like it's May. First of all, guys in May is always slow in yeah. most markets. And you're right in between two major vacation times, guys. It's May. Everybody calm down and ride it out till June. But anytime I see these posts where people are like, oh, you know, I'm not making as much money as last year, which also side note, you can only have one best year ever period in any business. That's it. Yeah. One of them. There's only gonna be one. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it'll be 10 years from now, but there's only going to be one. So calm down. Anyway, um, I keep seeing people who are wanting to figure out ways to make some extra income off their properties when we're in weird economic times. And this might be a really good way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've sold, we have not, you know, we, we only have a handful of properties that we've made shoppable because it's basically inbound. So like a host has to contact us and say like, I'm really interested in converting, you know, making my property shoppable. And then we move things over, we build the shop. And so we have like, you know, the vast majority of people don't take us up on the offer and they're like, ah, oh, we're good. But, but again, we only have like, I don't know, maybe like a hundred shoppable experiences. And we've sold $50,000 worth of stuff oh. to guests. So it's not insignificant. Um, yeah. 
And so it can be like a good incremental revenue stream. The bigger thing is that it actually turns all these things in your property that are that are traditionally seen as like a cost center. You know, it's like, oh man, I have to furnish. Furnishing is a, is a line item cost, you know? And I would argue, even if you can't make it shoppable, it's actually an investment and you have to be really careful about over-optimizing cost because if you like skimp out on some key products, it comes back in the reviews and they can like really, really, it's like, once you get a few bad reviews, it's really tough to dig back mm -hmm. out. But, um, but in this model, it's like, okay, if I can buy a mattress, so I'm buying the mattress for 270 bucks for a queen. I'm retailing it for $1,100. You know, if my commission, every time I sell one is like 200 bucks or 250, if you sell two mattresses, it's all of a sudden a net profitable asset in your property. And that applies to everything. You know, the soaps and shampoos, the linens, the cookware. We've had guests buy everything tea kettles we've had guests by uh pans pots and pans the always pan is a big guest love it we work with a company called our place they sell this like beautiful ceramic pan that's like an all-in-one um it's a really really good product guests love that thing so we sold a lot of those we sell a ton of bedding that's like the staple that you would expect i think every host most hosts i'm sure have gotten requests from guests at least once about like where is this mattress from or where is this stuff from it's very very common um but yeah it's kind of like connecting the whole cycle it's like you get discounts up front on these products because you're not just a customer of these brands you're also a marketing partner you're creating these moments so that entitles you to a discount up front and if you want to make your property shoppable then you can actually earn commissions on anything that sells and it just creates this nice flywheel where basically you can get nicer stuff in your property, pay less for it, and like amortize it. Basically, you're going to have it paid off by commissions over time. So it creates this really compelling advantage for people who choose to lean, uh, lean into it. And certainly at the very least, it's an incremental revenue stream of like little to no work like we because we do everything for you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you said amortize, which reminded me of a question that I had. So do, do you guys offer any type of financing or would I just need to be buying all this stuff on like my usual credit card? Yeah, not currently. We're not doing any underwriting, but we are actively looking at working with, and have already sort of like been working with some finance partners that specialize in, um, being able to underwrite basically like, you know, working with operators who have a history and seeing what the rental revenue would be and letting people basically take out a loan and pay it off over like a year or two years. And um, so we won't do, offer that ourselves. We're not, you know, we're not, we wouldn't be very good at that. I'm not very, you know, you wouldn't want me to be an underwriter, but we want to make sure that we can offer those services at least to, to hosts because um, we hear, you know, we hear about it all the time. And people, yeah. I mean, people can obviously put stuff on, on credit cards if, you know, they can do that as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode of the short term show. We are loving it. We are loving interviewing all these guests for you guys, and we hope you're getting a lot of value out of it. And we just, we really love you guys. We love you so much that we have created a community just for you. We have a Facebook group specifically for short-term rental investors, and there are tons of great 
posts every day, sharing best practices, learning new things from other short-term rental investors. And we would love to see you over there. The name of the group is the same name as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Head over and join the conversation. We look forward to seeing you over there. Thanks, guys. Hopefully you guys are finding all of these short-term show episodes to be really helpful. We certainly hope that you are, but maybe you have more questions and you just want to be able to ask an expert a certain question here and there. Well, we have at the short-term shop open office hours on Zoom every Thursday and you can sign up for free. So if you head over to strquestions.com, you can sign up to hop on and we will answer any questions that you have on short-term rental investing. Again, it's every Thursday and you can sign up at strquestions.com. So what I would imagine that you guys kind of see trends starting to happen in terms of what's the thing, the new thing that all the Airbnbs need to have? What are you seeing currently? Is there anything interesting that's becoming more popular for people to stock that isn't, you know, the obvious? We're seeing a few things. I think um, one is we're seeing a lot of hosts move. They're starting to think a little bit more about uh, maybe some basic amenities that they were just ordering from like Amazon or CVS historically. So like soaps and shampoos, we're seeing a lot more hosts who are like, I want to associate with one specific brand and have this sort of like brand standard sort of for mm-hmm. their property where it's like one brand um, that working with soap and shampoos and hand lotion that's consistent, that looks nice. You know, the the hand soap like is in a nice container it's presented well. So that's one thing we've seen. This has been over the last like, uh, really couple years, but buying, uh, investing in like work from home equipment. So making sure that you have like a comfortable uh, working situation. I think we've seen a lot of hosts where it's like, oh, people can work from like the kitchen table. And I think what happened is people were work from home or remote work became a little more friendly. Like this was showing up in reviews where they're like, I worked from the kitchen table, my back was killing me. And so we've seen a lot of hosts who are investing more in like proper like a proper workstation where it's like an office chair that's comfortable, an actual desk. Um, There was a pet friendly. We saw a lot of hosts investing in things to make a property pet friendly. Although I haven't looked at it recently, but I feel like that was like a big push like in the pandemic. And now people I think are easing up. I think pets just, (laughs) I think people are realizing that pets can do some damage. And so I have a dog. I love my dog who's sleeping right here, but um, I've got three of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they can, you know, they can, they can do some damage. Um, What are the trends? Accent walls are big, like using wallpaper in design rather than just um, rather than just like standard, like paint on walls. And we are currently working with a few really cool brands that, uh, basically allow you to do really unique sort of like accent walls, like a white brick. Um, It's like a faux cover, but it looks very real. Like the brand that we're talking to, they do this for like Starbucks and Nike stores. Like it's like high quality stuff that looks very real. And we're able to get like a very, very strong discount for our host. But accent walls are certainly something that we've seen uh, a lot of hosts asking about. Um, Yeah. Those, those yeah. are just to think a few, a few, there are probably a lot more, you know, there are probably a lot more uh, things. What are you seeing? Are you seeing you're, you're like just as close to it. Yeah. So <laughs> a- accent walls is definitely a thing. 
uh, in our beach markets as well as our mountain markets. So I think since a lot of the mountain markets that we're in are very kind of not as technologically hip, you know, yeah. they're you know, at the end of the day, a lot, when all the tourists leave, a lot of these areas are still very much small towns. Mm. Uh, the accent walls in the cabins are like in the tongue and groove cabins are definitely catching on because up until last year, or the year before all the, your local vendors, like your cleaners and handymen would really scare you about doing anything to the tongue and groove. They're like, Oh my God, why would you paint that? It's so beautiful. And yeah, yeah it probably is. But when there's a thousand yellow pine cabins, uh, it's nice to be able to stand out. And I think it's been looking really great when people do like a white or a dark gray accent wall. Uh, we're seeing a lot of wallpaper in our, and not yeah. in the traditional sense of the word, but like a cool mural wallpaper accent yeah. wall. Uh, see a lot of that. Um, what else? A lot of bars, like people doing a biscuit bar or a waffle bar or something or other mm -hmm. bar, uh, something to just add some kitsch to it and make it a little more... Um, a purse have a little more personality i guess make it a little more personal for the guests yeah i mean the bigger theme i, I think of that there's a lot of different things that i could bucket under one theme which is there's a larger theme of, of hosts just wanting to stand out and be unique and investing in things that will be memorable investing in things that photograph well um and i think that you know we've talked a little bit about the market and how it's like some people think the sky is falling. I think I'm more of the camp of like uh, the pie is growing. And guess what? Like people are realizing that this is a really good asset class. And this happens historically all the time. You know, once people realize like, wait a minute, th these are good. Like making money there. It's going to bring new investors in. Yeah. And, um, and what that means is the best investors still do really, 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 really well. But it might not be as easy. It's not like you can just set anything up and like set it and forget it. And it still generates cash. You maybe have to focus a little bit more on updating or look at your position in the market. And I think, obviously, I think you guys are doing that and thinking about unique offerings, unique like accents, but certainly we're seeing a lot of hosts who are coming to us and saying like, you know, what are things that like, cause we, the interesting thing about Manone is we see the host side and the guest side right? Because <laughs> yeah. if guests are buying stuff from us, it's like, oh, guests must really, really like this. And so we're seeing a lot more hosts coming to us and saying like, what are guests talking about? What do you see guests buying on your platform? And, and there's lots of like little unique sort of design touches that we've recommended that hosts have purchased as a result. One being, you know, there's this like, um, it's these little touches that really make a big difference. There's this tissue box cover that's like a white house and you put it over like a Kleenex box and you pull the tissue up and the tissue actually comes up through the chimney. And oh. so it's really like, it's really nice. Like it's like this white house and the tissue is sticking up through the chimney and it looks like smoke, basically a from the smoke. And guests love this thing. We've sold so many of them and they're so cheap. They're really inexpensive. And so we've had lots of hosts who are like, we're just going to do stuff like that, you know, cover all of our uh, tissue boxes in this nice little Casa tissue box that makes it look nice or... Um, or instead of like the standard, like dial hand soap, you know, either buying bulk soap and getting like a custom dispenser. So it looks a little bit nicer. It's not like the plastic thing or buying from a brand that where the, the container in and of itself is like really attractive. Looks like, and so I think the larger theme is 
people are trying to find ways to stand out and 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 get pieces in their apartment that will show up in reviews that they'll get messages about. They're like, this was such a nice touch. That's what a biscuit bar, you know, accomplishes. That's what a waffle bar accomplishes. Um, yeah. And just trying to, trying to, trying to stand out and be unique. And I think honestly that that's what, if you go back, obviously Airbnb has had a tremendous amount of success on the back of the STR industry. And if you think about like where a lot of that success has come from, it's people wanting a unique experience that feels local and feels great you know they don't want to stay in the cookie cutter hotel room where the marriott's in you know it doesn't matter where you are in the world the room looks the same everywhere and i think as it's gotten more competitive and um there's more people getting in i think folks are starting to get back to the roots of what made this market so successful which is standing out and being unique and and making it uh personal and there's lots of ways you can do that and i think one way is furnishing and thinking about how do I bring unique experiences in to the property that could be fun that people might not experience at home or elsewhere that would be really memorable. But there's lots of ways, you know, you can do that in terms of how do you think about guest communications or other services. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what you were saying about, about it's like a real asset class now, I think, you know, we're settling into that. It's not an Airbnb bus. It's not any of any of these things, it's just a, we're, we're moving from the early adopters part of the bell curve, uh, into just it being a regular asset class. It's just like apartment buildings. There's not, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, we own quite a few of those too. And it's not a like, Oh, apartment buildings don't make money anymore. It's you have to do some things like you have to, you're not looking for, I think the big difference is up until last year, two years ago, there were any number of great deals just sitting on the market for such a low price that the cash on cash return was just there. And now instead of looking for something that's been laying around as a great deal for six months, now we're doing the same thing that we're having to do in more established asset classes like apartment buildings where there's nothing laying around with a good cap rate on Prexy. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go find the opportunity of, okay, well, this property is not a good cap rate right now, but if it's at, you know, $200 under market rent. So over time, as people move out and I can update these units and raise that rent, then I'll get it to where it needs to be. So now we're not looking at properties and what they're doing so much. We're looking for the opportunities to get them where they need to be. I think that's a great analogy. Like the apartments, the multifamily, <laughs> you know, because that at one point in time was also an emerging and people made money hand over fist um, in the early days of that bell curve for that asset class. And I think another example would be, this is closer to like the world that I know very well, e-commerce. Like in the early days of marketplaces, when Amazon, eBay, when they first started going up their marketplaces, anyone who was throwing anything on the internet was doing pretty well, it seemed. And, and the biggest sellers were like, you know, the local sporting goods store who happen to have some extra inventory and they're like, I'm just going to throw it on Amazon. And then if someone orders it, I'll go and ship it out of the box, you know, the back of my, my shop. And that worked. Okay. That's not how that game works anymore. <laughs> the people who are selling on marketplaces are incredibly sophisticated. They have deep 3PL networks. They have dynamic pricing tools. They are fine tuned for the new, more mature ecosystem but there are still billion dollar companies that exist just in e-commerce and this marketplace side. And I think the same is going to be true for short-term rentals and, and um, yeah, it's getting a little bit harder, but 
you know, the cream rises to like the people who are the good investors who think like good investors, who, who really assess opportunities. Well, you know, it's like any asset class, like the people who do well will, will continue to do well. And it's sort of like the, um, the tourists who are like coming in, you know, they have some extra cash and they're coming in and hoping to make a quick buck, maybe like, you know, the NFT style, like those are going to be the people that really have a hard time and, and probably are currently some of these folks are getting burned and will continue to, because it's just, the level of skill and profession, the industry's professionalizing basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's a really great succinct, succinct, however you say that word, way to uh, put it is that it's not just, you know, five, 10 years ago, we were just competing against, you know, a few mom and pops who threw it up online and didn't, you know, didn't optimize anything. And now there's all these tools and all of us, myself included, have had to become much more sophisticated at managing and fine tuning things. And that's just, you know, that's what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's still people doing extraordinarily um, well. And I think anyone who's like, you know, the people who are listening to this pot, you know, the people who are putting effort into like learning, getting better, improving, adjusting are already leaps and bounds ahead of the market because there's just a lot of new entrants who uh, you know just wanted to buy a house and wanted to listen and those people probably did well in uh 2021 but um they're gonna have to change things up you know i think to to continue to do well yeah totally totally agree with that well i could sit here and talk about this all day but <laughs> Uh, we don't want to make our listeners, we don't want to hold them hostage listening to us just talk about where we think the market is and all that. So uh, is there anything else before we move on to the final three questions of the show that I haven't asked about Minoan that you feel like people shouldn't know? I think I, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think building systems is incredibly important. When you talk about any industry professionalizing, it's really about leaning into the right systems. I was not, it's not just technology because you can layer technology on technology and it literally does nothing for you. It's very easy to make that mistake. So, you know, building systems that allow you to manage uh, your property, deliver strong guest experiences in a lower effort, more efficient way are really important. And I would encourage, we are doing that for just ordering procurement and ordering, replenishing anything you need to order for your property. Um, just like there are other tools that are doing that for pricing and tools that are doing that for, you know, man channel management and stuff like that. And so whether or not you use Minoan, I would encourage everyone to build those systems because as things professionalize, that's going to be what gives you an advantage. You know, organization and intentionality generally wins over shooting from the hip. Um, so that's what I would say. All right. Great way to end. And last three questions of the show. First one, what advice would you give 20-year-old Mark? Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody always says that. Like, they have this tone of voice, like, oh, my God. I was it's so an deep. What would I <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. What advice would I give 20-year-old Mark? You know, I was always, like, a good student. Like, I always, like, played by the rules and... And I think I'd probably tell 20 year old Mark to like color, color outside the lines a little bit more and just like explore and, and don't worry as much about 
rules because once you start thinking outside the box, like that's where growth actually happens, you know, and you start challenging things. And so I'd probably like really push more independent thinking rather than, yeah, just like constantly. Yeah. I think like following rules and, and focusing on stuff like that. That's good advice. I probably should have followed rules a little bit more at yeah. 20. <laughs> I think you're in a pretty good spot. So <laughs> whatever, whatever you were doing worked pretty well. Yeah, I got I got it out of my system. And here <laughs> we are going to bed at 7 p.m. And like loving the hell out of going to bed at 7 p.m. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, similar question. What advice would you give a new investor who is getting started today in this space? I would say develop your own hypotheses and then test those hypotheses with all the resources that are out there. And I think an investor getting into the space, you know, historically, I think you could really just say, I like this market. I kind of want a second home in this market. Let me just buy it and I'll use it as an Airbnb, you know, and that works. But I think that you need to have a much stronger thesis around where you're investing, why you're investing in this area, you know, understanding like what is development, what is is the vacation market going to look like in this area, and then develop these hypotheses, which which I think is one of the fun parts is like, okay, how do I think this is going to work? And then go out and validate those with data, you know, use STR insights or use these tools to understand, um, does the data support this? Does it not support this? But you can almost approach it. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I learned the scientific method in like middle school and then never really (laughs) went back and thought about it ever again. And now that I get older, I'm like, there's some real like merit to that system. You know, that system of forming hypotheses, testing them has led to the greatest innovations, like almost all advancements we've had. And, (laughs) and I think in terms of investing, it's the least you could do is, is just, you know, Build, build that hypothesis, test it. And then if, if, if you keep looking at the data and you're like, there's nothing that's disproven this, I think this could work, you know, then you should go for it. Also great advice. And last one, this is a little bit more fun. What is your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? <laughs> there's, um, there's a book called Power of Habit. There's a lot of books about habits. There's That's Atomic Habits. And um, and I think that book for me, when I realized that um, how the brain works and the fact that uh, habit formation is in a different part of your brain than like memory. And so if you do things enough, it just becomes an automatic function. That is something that was definitely life-changing for me because then I could, if there are things I wanted to do, like I want to be a morning person, I want to work out in the morning. You know, I used to be like, absolutely not, you know, but it's like, but if I, I think, you know, like according to the book, if I just wake up and do this for two weeks, you know, it'll be hard as hell for those two weeks, but it should get a lot easier. Sure enough, like that's what happens. And I think with anything that you want to do, intentionality behind it and just changing habits can really compound in your, over your lifetime. So I'd say that would be a big one. You know, we're all like wired. We are wired as humans, you know? Um, And sometimes we don't feel like we are, but we are wired with instincts and a lot of uh, neural (laughs) 
things that have come over years and years and years. And I think the more you understand that and learn how to like sort of manipulate it or work with it, I think that can be really powerful. So that's a book I'd say that really did, did some wonders for me. What about you? I, oh, I, I'm turning it back gosh. on you. <laughs> um, I like Atomic Habits. If we're talking about habit books. Uh, my my go-to that I always recommend to people who are in any entrepreneurship space is Traction. Uh, I also like anything by Mike Michalowicz. I like anything yeah. by um, Ryan Holiday. Oh, he's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> you do the Daily Stoic. That's how I start my day. That, talk about another habit. Uh, the Daily Stoic is just this great newsletter every day. It's like a little piece of wisdom. And that's like a great way to kick off my day. That's the whole Ryan. Ryan Holiday is great. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Love him. And I'm subscribed to it, but I'm really bad about email subscriptions and eventually just stopping reading them. Yeah, they can't get <laughs> so crazy. Kind of, you know, yeah. if you sign up for yeah. too many of them, it's like overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mark, thank you so, so much for coming on. And if our listeners want to apply uh, with Minoan or follow you guys, learn more about you, all of that fun connecting stuff we can do on the internet, where can they do that? Yeah, we um, our website is MinoanExperience.com and our Instagram handle is MinoanExperience. And on Instagram, we're dropping a lot of tools and tips and insights around uh, furnishing, the industry, ways to improve the guest experience. We are big fans of the short-term shop. So we put together a link um, where any of your listeners can get $25 off um, or $25 gift card. Basically you can use it towards any, you can just buy soap and shampoo if you want <laughs> and they pretty much get it for free. But, um, you know, we're, we're doing a deal where it's $25 off of the first purchase. So if anyone, uh, wants to try that out, I think we'll, we'll give you the link that you can put in the, in the show notes. Yep. We will have that in the show notes and Mark, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend with us today. And we will catch you again sometime soon. I'm sure we'll run yeah. into each other at a conference. It flew by. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> it was great to chat. Yeah, thanks, Mark.